0: You're listening to episode number four of the Heart & Hustle podcast, where your hosts Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman. Today, we dive into marketing your brand and the biggest strategy that will make you stand out from the competition. We give you step-by-step tools to stop sounding like a professional robot and actually create a long-lasting brand with a loyal audience and client base that will pivot you far into the future. From social media strategies to email and website copy, we're getting into some of the nitty-gritty of branding. If you're ready to stand out from the competition, uplevel your social media game and build a long-lasting brand, then this episode is for you. Let's go. Then buckle up, because here are your hosts, Evie and Lindsay. All right, fam, and welcome back to the Heart and Hustle podcast. Today, we are going to be talking about probably the number one question that Lindsay and I get pretty much every single day, and that is about, drumroll please, branding. <laughs> oh, I was giving <laughs> – you said drumroll please. I was giving oh you my a drumroll. <laughs> All right. Well, now that the drum roll is actually uh, provided by uh, Lindsay, and (laughs) I'm sure sure she has spit all over her mic right now. (laughs) Anyways, the point of that was branding is the number one thing Lindsay and I are constantly getting questions about. And what we're going to be talking about today is the biggest branding hack you're probably missing. The thing that has built such loyal and engaged community and following with Lindsay and I, and what has really honestly propelled and driven our businesses forward at such a high capacity and such a successful rate. So the number one thing is to be yourself sharon and to screw that professionalism like, amen we could say it again for the people in the back we just want to say be yourself sharon be yourself <laughs> seriously we understand though that with that and a lot of times when we talk about that and say just be yourself people ask okay but why like why is that important and the real reason, the thing that it dra- like boils down to is that connection is today's number one motivator. Okay, think of things like
1: movies, books, TV shows, like, why are we obsessed with stories in general? It's because we wanna feel connection. We wanna feel something, right? Like we go to the movies to feel something. We go and watch the voice with Adam Levine, but he's not on there anymore. But like we we wanna he's watch not? these stories. No, he's not. <gasps> Dude, My heart I know. just broke. I know. Neither no. here nor there. It's okay, fine. Kelly, Kelly took his plate. Well, she was there before. Anyways, neither here nor there. But what we're po- the point that we're making is that people go and watch these TV shows, they watch these movies because we want to feel connected. We want to like hear stories of connection. Like we want to feel those things, um, and that's why, like, be yourself. We want to be connected in that way.
0: Yeah, you want to be inviting people into connection and into a relationship with you by actually showing who you are. You don't want to be this professional robot because honestly— No one ever wants to be or feel alone. We were designed for community. We were made to be in community. So when you're able to build trust, connection, and respect with others through your brand and through your business before, after, or in spite of them ever needing your services or products, that's when you really hit the go button on your business and on your brand, when you're actually inviting people in to that connection and to that relationship. So we're going to break this down into
1: three things on basically what you can do to be yourself and screw professionalism. So number one, stop the stuffy voice. I know as business owners and entrepreneurs, we think of like, oh, okay, a business. We think of like an insurance company and it's like, okay, they're very professional. They wear suits. I have to be that if I own a business. No, you don't. Sure. That's a guy.
0: Mm-mm. I can say Karen, but you don't. <laughs> um the biggest if we have any Sharon listeners I'm so sorry that you're like just getting beat up on on this episode we promise we'd love you, we okay, love you going, Sharon anyways um the biggest thing that's propelled both me propelled both me
1: and Evie's careers is to break down that barrier of what we think professional means and to like literally connect with people's hearts and be ourselves so when you are a practical way to do this is when you're talking on your email copy when you're talking and writing your website copy when you're um, speaking on social media, even in captions and everything, talk like you're talking to a friend. Don't be this removed, like distant person. That's like, thank you so much for inquiring. I will get back to you in one to two business days. No, like be a person, be real, be relatable. Talk to them like you're talking to your best friend. Um, a good way to do this is to read your email copy, your website, copy your captions, any basic, basically any copy that's going out into the world online, Read it out loud before you post it, and if it doesn't sound like something that you would authentically say to like a friend, then that's not you. It's too stuffy or yeah. it's too removed from who you are. Um, or like speak yeah. it out loud to your mom, to your best friend, whatever, and they they can like cut you and tell you like real big, real big. <laughs> they, they'll tell you right away if it sounds like you or if it doesn't. Um, just because that's what's going to break down first of all your communication right away to like make that connection and make a, a real. I don't know, like personable connection, if that makes sense. Yeah.
0: Another great way to do this is to record a voice memo, whether you're writing a caption for social media, you're writing a blog post, you're writing your website copy, email copy, whatever that looks like, uh, you can voice memo yourself talking and then transcribe that down into whatever you're writing. Mm -hmm. So for example, with Lindsay and I both in all of our client communication, we both would say something like if I was just chatting with Lindsay, if I called her up and had a phone call with her and I was like, and she was like, hey, Evie, I think I want you to do my anniversary photos with Andrew or something like that. And just, you know, ask me like, as if she was a client inquiring, I would be like, Oh my gosh girl. I am so freaking stoked. Like, what the heck? Thank you so much. Like, that's such an honor. I would freaking love to, like, that's what I would probably say if I was chatting with her or like my, when of really good friend. And so I'm going to like voice record that and then transcribe that down into whatever copy that I'm writing. If that's like an email mm-hmm. or my website, I'm going to put that in there and I'm going to say, I'm so freaking excited that you inquired. Like, because that's what I, how I would naturally speak. So I'm not going to change my natural voice in lieu of of uh, professionalism because screw that.
1: <laughs> for sure. I think a big mistake that a lot of entrepreneurs make is when they're responding to an inquiry via email. Um, for example, like if I, like I see so many photographers, for example, doing this, um, when they get a client inquiry, they're like, thank you so much for your email. I'm so honored you're considering me for your engagement session or your wedding photography. Congrats on your engagement, blah, blah, blah. Like it sounds the exact same all the time. Literally, my subject line to my inquiry emails is literally like, "Ah," you know, like when you when you uh, like type in all caps and you just like hit the keyboard like crazy. That's what it is. It's literally like. "Ah," (laughs) um, And then it's like super hella excited email coming your way because that's that's how I talk in person. That's what who's going to show up if they actually book me and they're not going to be shocked when I'm like this super like removed professional like business dude online. And then all of a sudden I show up and I'm like, what up, sis? Like it's it's going to connect right away. And literally my email um, copy is like, OMG, OMG, OMG. I'm so stoked that you just responded. Uh, Prepare for a very long email because I don't want to waste your time. Let's go. Like that's literally... Literally, what I say in my emails.
0: Yeah. Yeah, both of our emails are like kind of cray, and we both know that. And we like, if that pushes away a client, then that client wasn't going to mesh well with us, anyways. So that's another thing that we could totally talk about in another episode and really dive into with your branding voice. But just building that connection immediately right off the gate by either reading your copy out loud and making sure it truly sounds like you after you've written it or just voice memoing it and then transcribing it down. Those are two really, really great ways to make sure you're actually speaking in your voice and not the professional one you think you should be using. Yes.
1: Before we go on to the next point, I do want to say, if you're sitting there and you're like, uh, I'm not a crazy basket case like you two, <laughs> so um, I'm not going to... <laughs> bless you, sis. <laughs> I'm not going to write in my emails in all caps, like a psycho, that's fine. We're not saying to be extroverted in your emails. That's not what we're saying. We're using us as an example, obviously, but own your voice. And that's where it really comes in handy to speak it out loud, talk it to a friend and make sure it sounds authentically you. Because if you are not the kind of person to write in all caps and go, (laughs) 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 then that's, (laughs) then don't do it. (laughs) Like if you say that in your emails and then you show up and you're like kind of more of this
0: introverted, calming personality, they're gonna be like, what the F? (laughs) Yeah. You want to be true to yourself in all of your communication and making sure that you're not trying to change your voice to be successful, whether that's to be this really, like, stuffy professional, like, robot who, you know, says, oh, congratulations on your upcoming nuptials. Or, or, or something similar or to British, that, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Or someone who's a total basket case like Lindsay and I, when you're not, um, you know, those are the things to really keep in mind. Is like you don't want to swing to one side or the other just because you think it's going to make you successful. We want you to be true to yourself and to genuinely talk in your own who you are. Yeah. And following right up with that, number two is make it sweet. But meaty—that's the thing you need to keep in mind with any of your brand voice, whether that's you know your your blogs, your website, your uh, social media captions, or your emails or whatever. You don't just want to be a person who has nothing substantial that you're offering your clients. You want to be bringing value to the table. The The things that you need to keep in mind, the three things that Lindsay and I both so strongly feel in any sort of brand voice of client communication of anything is to one, serve them with value two solve their problems and three, reassure their fears. Like those are the things you have to be keeping in mind in every type of communication you're having with anyone, whether it's a potential client or, you know, somebody who may never need your service. Um, you just have to keep in mind, you can't just be sharing yourself or, you know, being someone without offering some sort of value to them as well as just sharing your voice. Yeah. That's the reason that me and Evie are honestly able to like do
1: dancing videos and be crazy and like share our actual crazy personalities is because we back it up with, like hardcore, like, Hey, this is what I'm going to do for you. And we reassure our clients left and right. And we also add value. So a lot of like a lot of people ask, well, if, if I'm super energetic or I'm super off the wall or, or whatever my personality is, if I show the real me, if I cuss, or if I do what, what I love doing and like how I love being, won't that turn people away? Cause it's not quote unquote professional. It's yeah, if you don't back it up, then yes, it will be unprofessional. But if you back up who you are with solid information, a wonderful client experience, go back to episode two and listen to that episode. But if you back it up with like real crap, then you can be exactly who you are. And it's, it's going to resonate because you're backing it up with real stuff on that same note. Like you can share the fact that you love like Thai lattes, Thai chai lattes from Starbucks. Like that could be one of your branding elements. Like say you love Harry Potter. Cool. Awesome. But if you don't give me solid information, if you don't give me education or inspiration, or if you don't give me a reason to follow you and pay attention to you first by giving me value, I'm not going to care if you're Slytherin. I don't care. Sorry. (laughs) Like you, you have to back up like your your branding elements with actual value first. Like I have a cat taco. I share about my cat taco. No one's going to give a crap unless I first give them something of value. They're not going to follow me unless I'm first serving them. So like serve first, back up your branding with meaty, actual, tangible, valuable information. And then you can share about your cat taco, Sharon. Okay. <laughs> All you have to do is go to share.honeybook.com slash heart and claim your discount. That's share.honeybook.com slash heart. Or you can check out the link in our show notes.
0: All right. Number three is to show up with your face. Actually put yourself out there as a real human being that somebody else can connect to and relate to. Stop hiding behind your client's work or, or your work or your logo, whatever that is, actually put yourself out there as a connectable, relatable, real, genuine flesh and blood human being that other people are able to connect to. Cause they're not probably going to connect with your logo on an emotional level, but they will connect to your face. If you're smiling and inviting them into a relationship with your laughing, goofy little dancing face, whatever. And that didn't make a lot of sense, but in my head, it made sense (laughs) before I said it. Anyways, the point is you want to show up and there are so many different places where you can show up as a human being that they can connect with. And one of those is your email signature. Like Put yourself out there. Put a smiling, inviting picture on your email signature so that every time you're communicating with a client, they're reminded of your face and it feels like they're communicating with a real human being rather than just words or a logo. Mm -hmm. Yes. Another place that you can show up and be
1: yourself and show your personality and show your life is blogging. So many people, I see so many entrepreneurs just blogging their service or their product. They like showcase their designs. They showcase their photos. They showcase whatever the heck their service is, but they don't share their personal life. They don't show up. They don't talk about their favorite books. They don't talk about the trip that they just went on to Paris. Like show those things. Talk about the top five things you learned in the first year of marriage. Talk about what you've learned uh, from another year around the sun on your birthday. Like make blog posts that are uh, Mm -hmm. showing people your personal life, that make people want to be invited into your life and your experience because that's what's going to make them connected to you on as a person versus just a removed business that you're not giving anybody any reason to connect with because you're just showing like your your work or your product or whatever.
0: Yeah. And, and that goes back to what we were talking about at the beginning when we said that you should build that trust, connection, and respect with other people before, after, or whether they ever need your service or yeah. your product. So when you're showing up as a real human being and you're actually engaging them on a personal level and and just a life level, like those five tips that you learn in the first year of marriage, you know, as a, a web designer, your clients might not necessarily need that when it comes to hiring you for your service, but they might stumble across that and follow you and, and engage with you before they ever need that rebranding or that web design or whatever that looks like. When you're able to build that, that trust and relationship outside of your work, you're able to invite people in before they ever need it or whether they ever do. But even if they never do, they can refer friends or you just have people who respect you, who follow you, who love you for you. Um, And that... Lindsay and I can talk about that a whole nother time, but that is literally what will set you up for long-term success is having people who love and respect and follow you in spite of your service. And that's what makes a pivotable brand. And we can talk about that on a whole nother episode. That's a whole nother topic. But this is just a sneak peek to be like, you should start doing this now because this goes so much further than you can possibly realize when Mm. it comes to branding. Another place that you can show up and show your face is your
1: website about me page. I cannot tell you how many entrepreneurs websites I go to and their bio picture or they're just their about me picture on their about me page is like this moody removed like hair in their face or like it's full body and it's from far away. Freaking stop that. Mm-mm, stop it. Stop it right now. The most visited page on people's <laughs> websites other than their homepage is their about me page. That's your number one opportunity to connect with people face-to-face right then and there. If you do not have a close-up photo of you smiling dead-on eye contact to the camera, go home and change that right now, okay? (laughs) Yes. Like, that's that's an area where you can Mm -hmm. invite connection right away. And that's like a super easy, easy change to make right now. If you don't have a headshot photo of yourself, set up a tripod, take a photo in front of your wall, do it.
0: Yeah. Or hire a photographer. If you're not a photographer, if you have no idea how to take a nice photo, uh, hire somebody, do an entire branding shoot and get a bunch of content that you can use. And this leads into the next place where you can show up on your Instagram, on your social media. I can't tell you the number of, like photographers, the number of creative business owners who I have no idea what they look like. I like go to their social media pages and all I see is their work. And I like get super excited when I see like a headshot of somebody and I'm like, Oh my gosh, is that them? And then I'm like, Oh no, that's a client. And I dig. And I still have no idea what their face looks like. Like that's so discouraging. I have to scroll like
1: (laughs) infinitely. And I can't tell who the person is like, or if your, your Instagram bio photo, isn't you like
0: change change that right mm-hmm. now. Come on Sharon, <laughs> put it together. Um seriously though, Lindsay and I have a rule for each of us. We want to show up at minimum minimum of 1 in every grid of and 9. Honestly, we photos. do that way more. <laughs> so <laughs> pretty much we show up a, like 3 to 5 times in every grid of 9 if not like <laughs> Eight. so we we're starting to show up even even more in our feeds but when we are mostly just sharing our photography, and that was our, our number one focus and our goal was to book more and more clients, we showed up probably, I would say, two to three times in every grid of nine. So pretty much once every grid of three was our minimum of showing up. Um, and that's just an incredible way to to show up and build that connection and that relationship with people, to show that you're a real human. And if you don't have photos of yourself or that feels super overwhelming, invest in a photographer and a brand shoot. Or if you don't have that kind of money to invest right now, ask a friend. Even You can even and do iPhone photos and just edit them yourself on your iPhone. If you're, you know, not a photographer and you're just, uh, working with whatever brand design or something like that, or you're a videographer, whatever it looks like, you can totally do iPhone photos, have a friend go out with you and take a bunch of cute iPhone photos and then edit them as professionally as you can and put yeah, them up. Don't use that them. as an excuse, but just Yes, stop like getting in your head on this one and just show up. Start showing up with your face, smiling with your personality, and just engage. And speaking with people of there.
1: Instagram, let's talk about the other half battle of Instagram, which is Instagram stories. We get so many questions, and so many just like people being like, oh, you guys show up with your face so well on your stories. That's because it works, guys. <laughs> it's because it's drawing in connection. It's creating connection with your audience. If you're not showing up on your stories with your face, you have to change that. It doesn't matter how introverted you are. Pull mm. it out of you. And it, I'm not saying like you have to be extroverted on your stories. You can still be you on your stories. But if you're trying to create connection and build a personal brand, you have to show up with your stories like with your face. Like that's just the name of the game. Um And something that's super helpful is don't think about your follower count. Like don't think about the numbers. Literally pull your phone up to your face and just pretend that you're FaceTiming your BFF. Like that's something that's super helpful, I think, to remember and to keep it personable. Just talk to one person. Just address one person. Um... I'm trying to get out of this mm-hmm. habit, but something that I always say when I first start my stories is, hey guys, okay guys, okay, I don't know. But like, I'm always like, okay guys, so, and I'm I'm trying to get out of the habit of saying guys, because that's addressing more than one person, and I want the person that's watching my stories to think that I'm talking to just them, because then it's even more of a connection point. Yeah. So. Pretend that you're FaceTiming a BFF and showing them your life or just talking directly to them. And I think that's a way to help kind of remove the scariness of like, oh my gosh, I'm talking to like a ton of people. Um, And just make it more personal and share your life and share like your face. Talk to the camera. Um, If you start every story, Mm -hmm. like every, obviously they disappear every 24 hours. But if like the first story of your day is you with your face, you're going to get like 10 times more viewers than if you started it um, with, like, just, like, a like a lay flat or just, like, a story of the mountains or whatever the heck. Um, because people want to see your face. People want to be engaged with you <laughs> as a person and as a creator.
0: Yeah. And the really, really, really cool thing about Instagram stories is that people aren't seeing it for more than 24 hours unless you're putting it in highlights. And even there, it's not the first thing that they lay eyes on when they click over to your feed. So it doesn't have to be anywhere near as curated unless that's something you really love. It doesn't have to be as curated or styled as your Instagram feed in general. So you're able to really bring people into a whole nother dimension and perspective of your life and of your business and of you as a person. So while I may not show up all the time in, you know, PJs looking like a hot mess in a really filthy, you know, uh closet recording a podcast episode on my feed, I will one hundred percent be putting like stories of that up on my Instagram stories and showing people like, hey, I'm in PJs with no makeup in my closet that is like a filth bomb right now. Like there is I haven't unpacked from my last trip and so there are just clothes all over my closet floor right now. Like I'm gonna put that in my stories and invite people into my life in a very like raw, intimate way that's like this is not curated at all. This is a hundred percent me because it's so different. You don't have the pressure to make it super like curated or, or visually appealing, at least as, you know, Instagram, we can talk about that a whole nother time. And like, curating your feed, but you don't have to worry about curation on your stories. And so that's actually so amazing to harness by just showing up and not worrying about and whether or not it's perfect. it breaks
1: down the professionalism even more by sharing that or showing that you're a real person. And it, it gives them that kind of like peek behind the scenes and peek into your home and into your personal life. Whereas no nothing else does that. Like you can't really do that as well on your website or on your emails. Like, Instagram stories are such a beautiful way to utilize and showcase like that true personal raw part of your life that makes you even more relatable and even more of a person that people want to follow and people want to engage with and then eventually hire.
0: Yeah, and if you feel intimidated, I know a lot of the students I teach and talk to, they just don't show up in their stories at all. Like at all. They they share their client work on there and that's that absolutely the end. Um so if you're one of those and you feel just super overwhelmed and intimidated and scared by showing up that way in your Instagram stories, I usually encourage my students just like start with once a week or twice a week, show your face in your stories. I promise it's nowhere near as scary as you've built it up to be in your head. Like it is not scary. I promise you just start showing up a couple times a week with your face and then slowly implement it like once every other day. And then slowly you'll get to the place where it just feels natural to flip out your phone and, and Pull up your camera and just share what you're doing or share, you know, what's going on. And you can start small. Like we always want to encourage you if something feels super overwhelming, figure out why and then figure out how you can break that down in such a way that you can approach it in a doable manner and slowly ease yourself into it. You don't always have to jump off the deep end if you're not even sure you can swim. Um, So we just want to encourage you with that when it comes to pretty much everything that we've talked about today. Just do as much as you can and change as much as you can right away, but you're also welcome to slowly start implementing more and more. Okay, so to recap everything
1: that we just talked about, the number one branding hack that you are missing is to be yourself and screw professionalism. Why? because connection is today's number one motivator in everything. It's why movies exist. It's why books exist. No one wants to feel or be alone because we were made for community. So that's why connection is so important. It's so important to be yourself. So the three points that we made were to one, stop the stuffy voice. You don't have to act like the insurance commercial that you heard on the TV today. (laughs) You can be your personal self. You can talk like a friend to your clients. That's awesome. Number two, make it sweet but meaty. Back up your personality and how you're showing up with actual value. Showcase um, valuable content. Solve people's problems. Reassure their fears. Give them value before you ever start connecting with personal elements like spicy food for me. I love spicy food, but I have to give value before I can talk about that as a branding element. Number three, show up with your face, show up in your email signatures, blog posts, your website about me page, your Instagram feed and your Instagram stories, show your face and share your life, show up, be personable, be relatable, and share that sneak peek of behind the scenes with your potential clients and with your audience because they actually care about you. They don't just care about your work, we promise they care about you. So that was a little recap of this entire episode. We hope that that was encouraging and helpful
0: to you guys um, to show up and be yourself. Yeah, if you want to join a bit more of the Heart & Hustle community and get to know other people who are listening and other people in your industries, uh, feel free to hop on over to our show notes and join the Facebook community where you can connect with other people. And if you want to follow us on social media, feel free to hop on over to Instagram at Mrs. Lindsay Roman, at Evie Rupp, and at The Heart University. Thank you guys so much for joining in and for being here, for supporting us. We hope this episode was super helpful and really like sparked some good ideas in your brain for how you can completely pivot in your branding and really start implementing uh, the personal connection and building so much more than just a business, but also building a personal brand. So we will see you guys in the next episode. And in the meantime, go kick some fricking butt. Bye. Bye.